Welcome back to the Mail-In Podcast. Happy Thursday to those listening out there. I am your host, Brett Merriman. In front of me, Sally DeFreeze is back in the building. What's going on, Sally? The happy Thursday threw me off. I know. I'm sorry. We're doing this like uh, pre, pre-Thursday. Right. So We're recording Wednesday, but it comes out on Thursday. That's correct. Right. Yeah. Okay. How are you? Happy Thursday. I'm doing great. Let's this go. Thursday is great. Thursday is great We're so in far. We're the future now. We are we are talking from the future exactly. We're speaking about the future. Yeah, it's a nice crisp day in Austin. The first one, a cool eighty four, a cool eighty four. But this morning it was nice. Like my walk to my walk to the gym this morning, little crispy mm-hmm. at like seven. I was I was loving it. This is where this is where Austin gets into the weather territory of like, oh, I might put a sweatshirt on, a little sweater. I, I, and I, then it gets really hot in the afternoon, yeah. and then you're like, why did I do this to myself? Sally, <laughs> Should have worn shorts from the get-go. I was so so H for fall weather that I did it yesterday. I, I wore a sweater and pants yesterday. You're going to start wearing your boots like right now. I can already tell. I know. And it's, it's too hot for that. It is. Still. It totally is. But I did it yesterday just anticipating the cold front. That's how like that's how much I wanted it. Do we call this a cold front, though, if, it, if the high is 84? I think it's a cold front it's because cold the front. it's a cool front. The high the other day was like ninety six. Yeah, I th- I wonder. I think it has more to do with the low temperature to me and the and the 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 dryness of the air. I'm gonna start getting excited when like our our cold front like we hit like the fifties in the morning. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's gonna be big time. That's but. the issue if you live in the south. Mm-hmm. With fall is like everyone's starting to like wear chunky sweaters. And I know that's not even in your game plan for like three more months. It, literally till the end of November, you're not you're not really sweater weather. I just realized our coffee table is right there. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> I, we keep like cleaning out our apartment and every time we like do something. Will's like, I'm just gonna take that to the office. <laughs> like I think those are our bar stools over there. Yep, those are the bar and stools. And then like our old dining room tables in the front. Yep, you, yeah, this this is becoming the, the DeFreeze residence very quickly. Correct. <laughs> okay. But the new place looks awesome. How is Will's, uh, his his project going in the front room? He like cleaned up the front room um, to make it into an office. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's not like, you know, I think in a, in a dream scenario, we like scrap everything in there and then like get all new stuff, mm-hmm. but that's not really okay. like in our budget. Or wheelhouse right now, so we just moved some things around. It's a little more spacious. He's gotcha. got a desk in there now, but it's a good working situation for okay. him. Okay, it's so got he a li- tweaked his back doing it. I heard. I've heard that the back has been an issue the last couple of days. And it's all I hear about, Brett. <laughs> he likes to he likes to talk about it. I don't I don't blame him. I'm also in pain. I'm on. I mentioned the gym thing. I work out, Randy. Um, I'm on a new program. Anytime What's you get into a new program, I'm, well, I'm using a sponsor of a podcast, FitBod, uh-huh. which is basically teaching me my own program. Are you, are you that type of store where you like can't sit down without like having to like really groan to get back up? Yeah, that's the worst. Absolutely. I yeah. I walked. I can't. I can't walk. Like stairs are out of the question right now, oh, which wow. is unfortunate because my apartment is on the third. Have floor. you been stretching? No, not at all. You got to stretch. I need to stretch and foam roll like the heck out of myself right now. But I'm at the point where there's so much lactic acid in my legs. I'm I'm radioactive. I'm going to tell you what an anatomy professor told me one time. That lactic acid's a myth? No, oh. not, not that. I've, uh, I've heard that. It was actually the 
anatomist who ran our anatomy lab in grad school when we were like doing cadaver stuff. A dude just buys cadavers on the reg. She was a woman. She, yeah. she said to me, if you could, if people could see the results of their muscles from stretching versus not stretching, people would stretch every day. Oh God. But you don't see it because they're in your body. They're in your body <laughs> and covered by skin. So that and a different, it kind of goes back to like our whole sunscreen talk, you mm-hmm. know, like you don't, unless you get sunburned, you're not like seeing the effect of skin damage from the sun. Right. Until you have like a giant mole or you're sunburned yeah. or whatever. So stretching important. And also in that same vein, using vitamin C on your face. Really? Your skincare routine. Mm-hmm. Like not consuming it, but, but applying on it. On your face. Yeah. How do you? How does one do that? Like a vitamin C serum. Oh, okay. I I think that that's new to me. And so Caroline's very big in the skincare game. Well, girls probably already know all of this. Oh, okay. Because we're women, but like <laughs> guys are really bad about skincare, and I always have to like get on to Will about it. But it's super easy. Just any any vitamin C serum would be great, but just. You know, read your labels. The best one, the best out there okay. is super expensive. It's by SkinCeuticals. It's called CE Ferulic. And they did like a thing. So you, you can't like, if you're using it, you're not like, wow, my skin's so supple. Like it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. It's just the, it's preventing damage. Same okay. way of like stretching is preventing you from having soreness. Soreness. Okay. Uh but it's like a prophylactic thing, so we need to be doing all these things ahead of time. Got it. Not like, no, it's it's not reactive; it's proactive. Correct. Interesting. Okay. That's the health minute with so Sally. I, that's the, <laughs> the health minute with Sally. I need to go home and stretch. Twenty minutes. Oh, I, lo- I a good stretch. I might even I'm, after this podcast is over, I'm going to get. We on should the, all I'm be get on the floor I'm and horrible stretch. about it. That's why Tom Brady is still Tom Brady. I right. Think. That, he, he does stretching in plyos like more than he works out. Right. I mean, my thing with stretching, and I think probably people who used to, like, do gymnastics and stuff can relate to this. Mm-hmm. I was so flexible when I was younger, so now I, like, stretch for, like, one minute, and I'm, like, pissed that I can't still do the splits. Mm-hmm. And so then I'm like, I'm giving up. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> and that is wrong. You're a fan of performative stretching. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I hate this, and why I'm not seeing results immediately. But you're really not meant to. What's your, what's your favorite stretch? I just love, like, sitting down putting your legs out to the side and just like, you know, going starfishes. Yeah. And just like going side to side, going to the middle. I used Mm -hmm. to like literally be able to like put my legs out and like stick my chest on the ground. That's wild. And now that's that's next level flexible. Literally like if I sit down and like put my legs out, Mm -hmm. like spread my legs, that hurts my hamstrings. Like I can't not even like bending over just like sitting like that. I, I can't even do that. I couldn't even get like, like, my range of motion is probably 170 degrees, like 60 yeah. degrees. I get nowhere near perpendicular. I used or to I guess, like w- yeah. put my chest on the ground, like walk through my legs. Oh my god! Like like the ring. Yeah. Ugh. That's, that's like a, that's like a demon character. Yeah. That's why. Ugh. That's why. And now, like, I think if I bent over, I could touch my toes. Yeah. And like the I, ground. I, I, still, I still got that. Bend my knees. I got that in the bag still. My favorite is uh, Caroline turning me on to the like the downward dog position, uh-huh. like the little yoga situation. That feels so good. Yeah. To just like arms out and like lean back into your hips. It stretches everything. Yeah. And that's that's like not in the football stretching 
playbook. You know, you we're just, the ones where it's just like, put, you know, like cobras or put your put your leg over your other leg and twist and yeah, then you're good. Yeah, go play football. Like that's what we did. Yeah, no, you gotta you gotta like devote time. Okay. Everyone should stretch. Everyone should use vitamin C. That's the stretching five minutes with yeah. Sally and Brett. Get vitamin C. Um, I'm gonna have to ask you about that because I do a moisturizer uh-huh. and I do the caffeine under your eyes, mm-hmm. and that's that's the extent. You got to be careful with what you're putting on your face because here's the thing: you, I can like say that, and then someone's gonna be like, "Okay, I'm gonna go like get the highest value vitamin C mm-hmm. that I can put on my face on Amazon." You and I probably have sensitive skin. Like, sure do. I, mean, I know I do, but looking at you. So you can't just like go like start slapping shit on. You got to like do your research. Interesting. Okay. Are there, is there stuff that sensitive skin people like you and I have to have to be careful of? Like what should um, I be looking out for? I mean, I'm not I'm not a dermatologist or like any <laughs> sort of esthetician, but I don't know. I mean, okay. I will, I will say, ask my in my in-house esthetician. Yeah, exactly. Ask Caroline. <laughs> Maybe we need Caroline on for a skin minute. We do. We should do the health and skin minute with with you and Caroline. Yeah. And I'll just like she I'll, probably knows way I'll more than I do. send super ignorant questions to the both of you guys, and you guys can just rip through them. But the the best thing is like use the resources you have at your disposal. Like okay, that. like that. That's fair. Um. Yeah, you may be Sorry, wondering. I got we real. What real is what is the mail in podcast? Ten minutes in. Well, we do our best to answer your questions, like the ones you have about skin and your face and and sunscreen. Don't send me photos of your skin ailments and then ask me to Ooh. diagnose it. I don't know. You may run into situations in your, with your skin in your twenties or thirties that Sally can help you out with. No. <laughs> Get a laugh in and maybe walk away with something useful. How can you help us out? Tell a friend about the podcast. Uh, it's one of the easier ways to get into washed media because it's just answering questions. It's simple as that. Send them a clip or a segment that makes sense for their situation. Hit subscribe on iTunes and follow on Spotify. Call into the hotline number, 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at MailInPodcast. Sally, are you ready to jump into the question? I'm ready. Hey, guys. How long... Do you wait before asking for a day off at a new job? I've been working at a smaller construction company as an assistant project manager for six months, and I want to plan a long weekend trip, Friday through Sunday. Is six months long enough at a company to ask for a day off? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Simple as that, right? Because I understand the first two weeks, you don't want to ask for, hey, in a month, I got this trip planned. In the first first probably three or four months, I'm u- utilizing the weekends that are already long, like Labor Day. Uh-huh. Like, you know, not trying to ruffle feathers. Hey, can I take half day Thursday, full day Friday for a bachelor party? Probably not doing that. But I'm also, at six months, I'm very, very comfortable. Yes. I know it's probably different in the health world. I think it, it totally depends on a lot of factors, I guess, probably what um sector you're in what like how big the company is mm-hmm. you know how much experience you have how valued you are hopefully you're at a job where you're valued i think six months is totally fine honestly there's instances where like you're gonna get hired and you know like i'm in a wedding oh yeah and i have to go or like I, you know it's my grandpa's 80th birthday i have mm-hmm. to like i think i don't even think that that's wrong to bring up like 
in the interview. Like, I, that's what I did with with Washed. Right. I was like, hey, I, my I'm, my buddy's getting married in like September. I'm I have to I'm, I have to go to this, but it's like two weeks into my employment. I mean, hopefully, you know the situation you're up against whenever you do something like that. Like if mm-hmm. you're one of 20 applicants and you're like running in guns blazing, be like, I'm not going to be here for a week in the yeah. first month. That's, that's tricky territory. They're like, okay. Okay. Like, but like, <laughs> if this is like your third job and you're getting recruited, like mm-hmm. you are able to know your worth, be like, yeah. I cool. Glad to take this job, but just FYI, I've got to do this. Yeah. I, th- I but in most, I'd, I'd argue almost all scenarios, six months is probably safe to ask I think for six a, months is safe. a Friday. It's, you're not asking for two weeks, you're asking for a Friday. Like, well, I think that's. This came up actually recently because uh, my brother started a new job in June, mm-hmm. and we are going on a family vacation in January. Yeah. Like, we normally take during Christmas, but aren't this year. And so I was like, you're going to be six months out, but you should tell them now mm-hmm. instead of like waiting until December to be like, Hey, by the way, I'm taking a week. Like you're probably fine. But like the more notice, the better, like totally, they're not going to like fire you after hiring you for being like, I have to take a vacation. Yeah. Arguably you're in the best spot to, to say that right. Like, right after you got hired because they're, they're your job performance isn't in, in consideration yet. Right. Yeah. And like this guy, I, I think six months in and you're taking one day is totally acceptable. Totally. I know construction's people, probably like yeah. Forgive me here, Sally, but like a man's man b- construction business, you're probably going to get flack for taking a day off your first three years on the job, right? Yeah. Like you kind of get that. It's like the locker room mentality. But I, I mean, there's a lot of stuff coming in healthcare. It just like I don't think anybody's going to be like <laughs> you're taking a day off. Yeah. Because honestly, I think you all. It, like when you work at a hospital, all they want is like notice so mm-hmm. that they have an extra person there, Yeah, you know? And if you have the PTO and like the way that we do it is like, if there is available PTO to be taken, mm-hmm. then like they don't give a shit, you know? Nice. Okay. Um, obviously that changes when you're in a more traditional job, like in an office or like you have a project due or whatever. And they like are counting on you. Yeah. But there's all these studies coming out now that like really like, the U.S. out of any country, like, we do not value people's, like, work-life balance at all. well. And at all. And I think the, that our generation needs to be the generation that, like, stands up and is like, I have to maintain my life. Like, Yeah. And I think a lot of, a lot of companies that are built in a more contemporary, like, f- kind of figuring out the work-life balance stuff, I think they, they're getting – we're getting there. Right. You know, like, I, I feel like that is – you're going to see the four day work week become much more popular. Right. You're going to see the uh, like the the two week summer vacation become popular. That's yeah. like go go. Nobody's in the office. It's not just one person taking right. off. Like in Europe, well, people I think just I have don't work who for are like two in months. Trading and stuff, and they're yeah. like forced to take two weeks off, yeah. like twenty one days or however long it is. Mm-hmm. So like you have to go take time off. Yeah. To like recharge it's crazy how and i I think covid probably accelerated some of the work like well it like helped in the sense that people realized like oh they can do their jobs from home Mm -hmm. but then in this other sense that now you don't have that everything's become blurred so you're at home and still working and then that's not healthy either totally right yeah like that's i mean i think that's probably especially hard for y'all like Mm -hmm. i have to tell will like okay 
especially now that we have a kid. I'm like, you come home, no work shit after 6 p.m. Unless mm-hmm. it's like an emergency. But like, you're done. Yeah. I I still have a problem with that. I'll, I'll be on my laptop till 11. And and Will Will has a problem with that. That's yeah. why we have to like talk about it. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, you can't. No. You've got to deal with that tomorrow. It's not, yeah. you know. Yeah. And that That's one nice thing about healthcare is like you leave, your day is over. Done. You're not. Yep like having to finish a project or at least in my field like being at the hospital like you're done your day's over mm-hmm. that's done with sure um but yeah i think six months is fine I, and like you know everyone knows their own situation like i think six months is fine if you have a good relationship with your boss mm-hmm. give him a couple weeks heads up like hey I, I would like to take this friday off to do something whatever but obviously don't roll in and be like <laughs> day one on the job be like i have a month Long trip to Thailand planned, yeah, planned you, and I'm leaving in a month. Yeah, you don't want to do that. If, if you have a trip that's like that significant planned early know on in your, your appointment. Worth, but also know that they can replace you. Yeah, be smart with it. Be smart with it, but six months I think you're all right yeah. for, to take a Friday. Agreed. You know what I'm doing on Friday, Randy? Putting in my DraftKings lineup. Week two of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape. And get ready for week three with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Here's the deal. Randy, head to DraftKings Sportsbook now. Place a $1 bet on any uh, game this week. Receive $150 in free bets instantly, right away. Done. Sportsbook is not yet available in your state. Uh, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests that I have been in for the last couple weeks and have not done well. Sally, I need your help with my lineup this week. I don't think that you should ask me. Okay. Dave Dave has won more than beer money. I'll put it that way. I mean, I could help you, but I don't. It would just be me picking random names. Couldn't be worse than uh, zero. That's true. (laughs) DraftKings is giving new customers free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. And like they, they mentioned, they don't have the sports book in Texas yet. There are, I think, a, more than 20 states that do have the sports book. And if you don't, the prizes are still like, there's a million dollar uh, games every weekend. Wow. You pop in a couple uh, a couple shots at it and see what, see what happens. I've been doing it so far unsuccessfully. So here's what you do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code WASHED to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code WASHED this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older in the following states, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, or if you're in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Sally, ready for the next one? Yes, let's do it. What's up, Brett and Sally? I've been waiting for Sally to be back for this one. Sally, you've mentioned how you've battled with body dysmorphia in the past, and especially during your pregnancy. I have a couple friends who are trying to get pregnant, both of which have struggled with disordered eating in the past, as have I. What are some compliments you received that made you feel confident or more comfortable with how your body changed? Thanks. I will 
leave the floor open. You're not going to give me one. your pregnancy taste <laughs> because the, I guess my only take is I don't know how to compliment a pregnant woman because I have not really had that experience. So let me just put a blanket statement out there. Okay. <laughs> you should never ever. Here are some like absolutely nots for uh, talking to pregnant women. Okay. Number one, do not ever ask when someone is due unless they have told you that they're pregnant. Okay? So you can't just assume that people are pregnant. That's Take the assumption out the window. Yeah. Do not do that. Okay. Because. It makes an ass out playing, of you and me. Playing with fire there. Yes. Number two, never tell someone <laughs> like, oh my God, you're so big. Like. Oh, you're only six months. You must be about to pop, like or or the opposite. <laughs> oh my God, you're so small. Like I can't believe that you're, you know, eight months pregnant. I think that was like for me. Those kinds of comments were annoying because okay. I think when you become pregnant, people invite it as like all they can talk to you about is the fact that you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. which is kind of annoying because you're like, I have other shit to talk about. It's like the default. It's like if you're pregnant, all they can talk about is if you're pregnant, which is like at this point talking about like the weather or COVID, you know, right. like have something else to say to me. <laughs> uh, number two, like talking about my appearance while pregnant is also not great. Like there were days where I felt enormous and mm-hmm. uncomfortable and like I didn't want someone to be like, Oh, like how much more time left? Like whatever. If you want to talk to a pregnant woman and like make her feel better. And obviously this probably differs with everyone, but I just, I feel like other women that were in my life sympathize with me on this. Ask like, how are you feeling? How's everything going? Mm -hmm. You know, like, um, how is like pregnancy for you so far? Are you sick? Like, you know, how, like ask them how they're feeling. Like, what, what can I do to help? What What can you do? What are you excited about? Mm-hmm. Because all people want to talk about is like how uncomfortable you are, how big you look. I mean, something that's always nice to hear is like you're glowing, like that. I, that even, was that was my one. Ask. Even if like, even if you're fucking not glowing, <laughs> like I think my skin looked like trash, and I was mm-hmm. like had a rusting bitch face, and like never had makeup on, and I when people tell me I'm glowing, I'm like thank you so much, like. <laughs> But saying, like, you have such a cute bump or, like, oh, my God, are you caring? Don't ask somebody, are you carrying twins? That's fucking rude. Oh, jeez. Don't do that. (laughs) So, honestly, the best way to compliment a pregnant woman is to not discuss anything about her body. Also, do not touch a pregnant woman's stomach. This Mm -hmm. should go without saying, but people, like, people, like, lose all inhibition around pregnant women for some reason. It's like like you're a puppy. Touch their stomach and be like, oh, my God, wow. Like, Can I feel it? Again, don't. If if I, like, there were times when he was kicking and I would be like, oh, my God, he's kicking. I would, like, grab the person's hand and, like, put it on his stomach. But don't don't do it unless someone asks you. Like, it's their body. (laughs) Would you ever, like, walk up to a random and just, like, put your hand on their stomach? No, you wouldn't. No. Right? As with most things, like, unless you are invited by a, a woman to touch her body. Yeah. Doesn't matter where. Do not do it. Yeah. It, yeah. That's a great. That's a great <laughs> that's, just blanket yeah, statement. Very, very solid blanket thing right there. 
Um, okay, so she said, what are what are some comments that you received that made you feel confident or more comfortable with your body change? Okay. I, I think I have said in the past that, like, I don't know when I talked about body dysmorphia. I, I have never had an issue with mm-hmm. disorder eating. I definitely had friends who struggled with that. Um, but I think all of us struggle with some, like, insecurities around our bodies. Mm-hmm. And many of those things become more apparent when you're pregnant. <laughs> the hardest part for me is in the beginning when you're not showing and you just feel bloated and disgusting and fat. Mm. And you just assume, like, wow, people just think I got fat. And you can't really tell anybody that you're pregnant yet. So you have to be like, I'm not fat. I just am pregnant. Like, and I'm bloated and I and can't, you can't my pants. you can't just, much. like... Right. Yell that at somebody. Right. Even though so you that, want to. that part was always hard, mostly because like I stopped fitting in my pants like 10 weeks. And then I was like, mm-hmm. I, I just, I felt huge, even though I probably wasn't. Right. Um, but to answer her question, honestly, it wasn't until I had Fritz that I felt really comfortable in my body. I will kept being like, you know, telling me like, you're beautiful. You look great. Like you're amazing. You're growing a human. All of the things that, you would want to hear, mm-hmm. you know, like I remember someone being like, don't feel bad about your, you're literally like doing an amazing I just think that's thing. so cool. Like you're it growing is a very person. Cool, but at the time when you're pregnant, you're just thinking like, I, I don't feel well. You're thinking I'm about the mirror, right? Yeah. yeah. And there are people, I, not everyone feels like this. Like mm-hmm. Lily, if you ask Lily, she had like an amazing experience and like felt like she was a goddess and like the Beyonce photo when she's like pregnant and like with the flower crown and shit like that. I Got was it. not like that. Like, <laughs> but I will say after I had Fritz, I was like, holy shit. Like, first of all, I can't believe my body did that mm-hmm. and does what it does now. Like. Weirdly, I think being pregnant and being a mom has, like, totally made a lot of that go away. Do I wish, like, I had a six-pack and had a Megan Fox body? Yeah. (laughs) But, like, now I'm kind of, like, proud of what my body looks like. Yeah. Like, I birthed a human. But I I will say, I, as soon as I had him, I was, like, already sad that I wasn't pregnant anymore because. Oh, interesting. You don't, you kind of take it for granted, or at least I did. Like, the months from, like. I was probably six months, six to nine. So like the whole last trimester, mm-hmm. people are so nice to you. And you don't realize <laughs> it. Like people are get so nice parking to you. Spot yeah, too. Like people are like, Oh, like get off your feet, sweetie. Like, Oh my gosh. Like I, it would get annoying when people would like talk to me about how big I was or touch my stomach. But mm-hmm. like for the most part, like people were like opening doors for me. Like, Telling me I looked beautiful, like <laughs> you're like, oh hell yeah! So you and lose then, the you lose the goodwill pretty quick, right? right. And then <laughs> and then this is the, the thing: you have a baby, and then people do not give a shit about you, <laughs> and all they care about is your baby. And you're like, I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't slept. I have postpartum hormones out the wazoo. Possible postpartum depression, anxiety. Uh, I am feeding another human. Like I'm. My body is a mess, mm-hmm. like every you know. <laughs> but like people don't care at that point. They're like, yeah. "Oh, you're a blob, whatever." Like, get back in shape. You're but a your blob. baby's cute. <laughs> so yeah, like being a woman sucks sometimes. Um, no, pregnancy was great. I did not like it while I was pregnant, okay. and now I'm like, I low key can't wait to get pregnant again because I was like, "We dropping news?" No, no, no. Okay. But I was like, "Wow, pregnancy was great." I just totally didn't realize it at yeah. the time. Um, 
all that being said, it's really hard to reason with somebody when they're very, if they already have a history of like being insecure about their body and having body dysmorphia. And even especially when you get into the like disordered uh, eating category, it's Mm -hmm. really hard to tell somebody like the weight you're gaining is okay. You're going to lose it. Everything's going to be fine. You cannot focus on that. You've got to focus on the kid, but you just have to keep telling somebody that like, Mm -hmm. that was what I needed from will was like, you're growing a human you're supposed to be getting bigger. Like, a, a so it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, but it's hard. It's hard to remember that when it's happening to you because yeah. you're like, my thighs are rubbing together and my feet hurt and I can't sleep on my back anymore. Like, it's so many emotions. I will say, like, if, if you're pregnant um, or trying to get pregnant and you really are struggling with that, I would seek maybe counseling, like talk mm-hmm. to your OB about it, things like that. Cause you, you do have to remember like you're, you're growing something and you need to like be in a healthy mindset to do that, you know? Totally. But I'm not gonna lie to you. There's, I mean, there was times where it was great and people were really nice to me and there was times I fucking hated it. And now I look back, I'm like, I wish I could be pregnant again. <laughs> Cause people are really nice to you. Yeah. I, I, I'm picturing like, a couple of weeks after you've had the baby, you're home, and Will's like, "Hey, what about the chores that we used to do?" Type of thing. It's no. just like, no, no, those don't exist yet. No, you're, you're <laughs> like, I birthed something. Yeah, so. no, you still got a couple, couple months of yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man. Yeah, I, I mean, but also, uh, it's a, it's a great experience. I did love it. Now I love it now. That That's it awesome. Happened to me. But. Well. Uh, Fritz is very lucky. You're an awesome mom. Will tells us all the stories. Well, most of the stories. Yeah. He's, I mean, you get a cute little baby out of it too. And I was not prepared for that. Now I like love him a lot. You will die for your child immediately. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's rumors are going around that there was a boot purchase potentially made. Oh yeah. I I purchased some little baby cowboy boots for him. They were in my, a lot of people messaged me about him actually a couple of weeks ago because he borrowed lilies. And so Mm -hmm. he's, had to get some new ones. Had to get some game. new ones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Fritz. How about Shouts the next one, Sally? Fritz. Hey, Brett and Sally. I have a friend's wedding next spring. As a co-best man, when should I start planning the bachelor party? I've planned one before, but at the same time, there was no COVID restrictions to worry about. Is six months too far out because of the potential new COVID restrictions? Um, no, you should start planning now. Absolutely. If anything, because of COVID. Right. Um, one, because you've got to like round up all the people who are going to go and you uh, travel right now, I think even more so is crazy because of COVID. So Mm -hmm. the more planning you do ahead of time, like booking stuff, um, the better. And then obviously with the caveat of like any of this could change at any moment, like Mm -hmm. hopefully if you're going somewhere within the United States, like, the worst that's going to happen is like, you're going to have to like get some tests and yeah. like show your vaccine vaccine card or whatever. Totally. But like, you mentioned they are all fully vaxxed in the party. Yeah. I, but like I also, I mean, that's always important. So like start right now, like figuring out who's going to go mm-hmm. where, where the groom wants to go, like what's on the docket. And then 
along with all that, like, are the people vaccinated? Do you have to get tests? All those things can, like, come. Mm -hmm. But the more time you have, the less you're going to have to scramble later on. So then once everything's planned, like, when everyone went to New Orleans for Micah's bachelor party, they... Like, right, the weekend that they went was when you had to start showing your vaccine status to do stuff. Mm -hmm. But it didn't, like, go in effect till Monday. And so they were basically, like, that was on the plan. And then it was, like, okay, if we have to, like, show this or do a test or whatever, we'll just, like, figure that out Mm -hmm. when the change happens. Yeah. I think as long as you're planning in the United States, you're good. Like, if you're trying to go international, most likely it'll, like, if you're going to Mexico, it's, they're going to always let us in probably. I can't imagine a scenario where they don't. But at this, like, I, I think you're safe and you may just have to, like, decide. But, like, that's the other thing, especially even with, I don't know. I mean, in Texas, like, everything's open. But, like, even for dinner reservations and stuff, pre-COVID, without COVID happening, you still need time to, like, book restaurants and stuff if you're going to have a reservation of more than six people. So. Yeah. And you got to do that months in advance too. So start planning now. I think six months is probably um, as much time as you need for a bachelor party. Yeah, you're not like behind you're not, the eight ball by no, any no, means. No, no, no. I think it's a good time to get it. You don't even need an itinerary, but you need the guest list. Like, how many people are you booking reservations for? Three months is pretty danger zone, I'd say. Yeah. So between six and three, you oh, get everybody like, on the if same you're page. You're going to get an Airbnb or hotel, yeah. and like most of those places. Even if you like book it and you get some money from some of the people right now, mm-hmm. you can still cancel like yeah. within like, I don't know. I mean, it. I look at the policy, but a lot of places will let you cancel like 30 days before or like even hotels. Some of them like will let you cancel like the day of the day of. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of that is much better now because of COVID because I think people like need are looking for good cancellation policies. So people have been pretty free with them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like people have held... COVID cancellation policies after like Delta, right. for example, exactly. has so, waived their cancellation fees. Right. So that's, I mean, obviously look into what you're doing and don't buy something that's non-refundable, mm-hmm. you know, but, but I yeah. think this is a good time. And no. most people will hopefully know their schedule six months out. And then if shit changes, shit changes. Exactly. Yeah. You're in, you're in a better position to get more people on the bachelor party as well. Being six months out, you're, you're the plans. Like right. people a month out, like I'm, my buddy started planning of his bachelor party a month and a half out and, and like people, people yeah people have already. shit going on yeah so that's uh that's fun you know what you could wear on this bachelor party though t- to look kind of kind of sick walking around oh what how about some rothy's oh, sally okay. big news in shoes rothy's is now selling men's sneakers and men's driving loafers i'm popping my rothy's up on the table wow. as we speak they're the bone Sneakers. You're showing them and you're doing a stretch. Way to go. You see, this is as, literally as far as I can go right now. <laughs> Those sneakers look great. So. Um, looking good and feeling great just got easier. Unbeatable comfort, classic styles, easy to clean, sustainable Rothy's men's shoes. Check every box. I actually threw these in the washer two days ago. That's great. That's it the looks, best. They're very clean. Yeah, very clean. And they're white, which is like. I, I I have another pair of Rothy's that's like the sand color. Uh-huh. Threw them in the, in the washer. Boom. Perfect. That's great. I've never I've never had any shoes that are as comfortable out of the box and look as good out of the box as Rothy's. Absolutely phenomenal shoes. They offered elevated style that's just better for the planet. All thanks to their innovative processes 
and materials. Rothy's men's shoes are made from 100% recycled materials, even the laces. No wonder Rothy's best-selling men's shoe, the Driving Loafer in Navy, gets a five-star review from almost every customer. Um, wore these loafers to my two-year work anniversary dinner. At Carve? At Carve. Carve. Had the filet. It was really good. Um, and these, the sneakers, these bone sneakers with the gum soles have been like, have become my go-tos. Yeah. Because after you kind of get the sneaker sneakers, the athletic sneakers out of the wardrobe for the summer, now you need something casual and cool, and that's what I'm doing with my Rothies. They look great. Thank you. To help you welcome in fall in style, Rothies is doing something special. That's right. They're giving us the chance to share this super rare opportunity with our listeners for a limited time. Right now, you can get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash mail. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash mail. Head to rothys.com slash mail to find your new favorites today. Let's do the next one, Sally. Hello, Brett and guest. This is a doozy. I was recently a maid of honor in my best friend's wedding. Leading up to the day, I planned the bachelorette party, threw a bridal shower because nobody threw her one, and even helped make bouquets slash flower arrangements the day before the wedding. Here we go. The bride has now reached out to me and one other bridesmaid two days after said wedding saying that we ruined her weekend because breakfast plans got messed up day of and she, quote, didn't think we had fun at the rehearsal dinner, end quote. Side note, breakfast plans were messed up because she was late leaving and forgot her wedding dress. We thought, we, thought it, we thought it would help relieve stress if we dropped her off and some other bridesmaids so they could start getting ready while we went to grab breakfast and the wedding dress so we wouldn't be an hour late getting to the venue. She's also upset that another bridesmaid ordered white claws and had them delivered to the venue for getting ready. She even drank some of them. She's now blaming me for having people drink before the ceremony, noting we did not get drunk, only had one white claw apiece. Not once did she voice her concerns the day of the wedding. I had no idea that she was upset. She's being completely unreasonable and wants an apology. But at this point, I feel like I deserve the apology. Guys, do I owe her an apology? (laughs) (laughs) This sounds like the text message from hell. I mean, this girl's got to get a grip. Like, What is happening? Okay, so clearly, like, she's a close friend because you were her maid of honor. Yes. Uh, Right? She was a maid of honor. She was. Okay. Uh, Oh, yeah, she said in my best friend's wedding. Uh, (laughs) No, you don't owe her an apology? No, No, if anything, she owes you an apology. Give her some time to cool off. Yes. Obviously, this is what's sad. Like, we talk about weddings a lot on this podcast people get really worked up about weddings and their like expectations are through the roof and let me just tell you if you're planning a wedding or part of a wedding or gonna go to a wedding like lower your expectations because it's never gonna turn out exactly how you want Mm -hmm. and the people who have the most fun are people who aren't expecting shit exactly Um, booze and dance floor right like i it and it i get it like it totally makes sense um, if you ever been a bride or planned a wedding, like there is normally months and months of preparation that goes into it. Um, 
I mean, mine was a little bit different, but I watched Lily do it right before me. Yep. And, um, like, you you plan for all these, like, details. That, you don't like, plan for the tropical storm. Yeah, you, do, you don't <laughs> plan for tropical storm Larry or whatever the hell. Uh, but you plan for all these, like, small details. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, we're we're going to hand um, all the guests tequila shots. This is, like, a little thing that Lily did. It was actually really fun. But, like, okay. we're going to hand them tequila shots as they walk down, blah, blah, blah. No one fucking remembers that detail. Not at all. Like, what they remember <laughs> is, like, the kiss when the ceremony happened. Woo. You know, the food, like, that they ate or didn't eat and that they were drunk and had fun. The, you know, I think my take is that everybody remembers hors d'oeuvres at a wedding more than they remember the, the main course. Because the main course is average to above average chicken, steak, or whatever. Name yeah. your fish. I mean... People are going to remember the the party itself. Yeah. People are not going to remember little details. And this girl, the the friend, sweating over, like, really dumb stuff. If you're a bridesmaid getting ready and you're not having, like, white claws and champagne, Vizzy's and champagne, actually. Vizzy's, like, like what are you serious. That's probably why she's pissed. I like, mean. what are you doing? To be fair to... To the bride. I mean, she didn't order it. The girl didn't order busy. She ordered white. She ordered she white. Yeah, I would be. I would day. be pissed too. But just kidding. But I here's the thing. Uh, here's a literal message to anybody who's going to get married one day. Please do not ruin the time for yourself by being concerned about if other people are having fun. Okay, and in that same vein, like. You also, you also have to allow people to have fun. Like yeah. you can't be like Nazi and be like upset that somebody wants to have a, a drink before the ceremony. Like crazy. One of the worst things about being in a wedding is getting ready with the bride. And like I love all my friends, and I am happy that they chose me to be part of their wedding. But like I'm not gonna lie to you, and I would ne- I would tell any of them to their face. Getting ready for like eight hours on end, getting your hair and makeup done when you're stuck in a room with like. 10 other girls, only two of whom you know, Yeesh. or maybe you know none of them, fucking sucks, okay? <laughs> like, I, the bride, it's not like you're hanging out with the bride. I mean, you are, but you're really like a prop because the bride is so consumed with, like, anxiety about what's about to happen, like, fear that people aren't going to have fun. Like, mm-hmm. that's the thing. I think the people who I have been around who have been the most chill on their wedding were just like, it is what it is. Like, I'm going to have I'm going to do do me very rarely, unfortunately, and I love everyone, but, like, Brett, if you had to tell me right now what's the best wedding you've ever been to, could you, like... I could, I, I could build, I could build, you know, like they do in sports, you're like, you take Tom Brady's arm and you take uh-huh. uh, Matt Stafford's, like, mental whatever. I could, I could build you the perfect wedding with the weddings that I've been to. Okay, but, I but, can't, like, but I can't, you're not like... no. Like, like, Christian's I remember like awesome, Tom's but it's wedding not. because like he had a photo booth and it was fucking rocked. No, guess yeah. what? Your wedding is in a string of other people's weddings and no one remembers it unless here's the kicker. You're unbelievably loaded and you just yeah. do like absurd shit. And that's right. why people remember it. Cause they're like, Oh, like he wrote in on a fucking white Dolphin. horse. Like, you know. <laughs> but like, unfortunately, they helicoptered into at, their reception 
uh, the way whole. the weddings have become, and like I was victim to this. Like, you think like, okay, oh, we've got to like do all this like special shit that like is very pertains to us. And like, I remember, I got really upset because I really liked the song "How Long Will I Love You" that was in the movie uh, about time and Will and I for like a long time, it was like one of the first movies we watched together. And we were like, we love that song. It's going to be our first dance song, blah, blah, blah. I told my friend she added it as our first dance song. And I was like, what the literal fuck? I can't believe she would do this. No one remembers that she danced to that besides her. Okay. Mm -hmm. And me <laughs> like, and if I, if I danced to it, she probably wouldn't have even noticed. Like, and I, we didn't even have a first dance, but like, People get so caught up mm -hmm. in, like, we've got to have these personal details. We need everyone to have fun. I need everyone. To, like, it's got to be about me. But also, I need everyone to, like, I hate when people do this. It's a party for you. It's a vacation for you. No, it's not. It's about you. Okay? Mm -hmm. Like, stop, stop pretending <laughs> that, like, you inviting me to a wedding is a party for me. It's a party for you. Yeah. That's fine. But, like, at the same time, you have to be a reasonable human being. And I think a lot of my friends who've gotten married, it, myself included, look back and you're like, most of that shit did not, was not important. Mm -hmm. Just like this girl. Like, that shit was not important. The fact, like, that you, this girl was going out of her way to, like, help her friend out, to get a dress, and drop off the friends so they can start getting ready. Like, that was a yeah. good deed. Absolutely. And and, and a, a really nice thing to do. And, like, clearly she busted her ass for her best friend. Like, doing all this stuff. I mean, like, being part of the bachelorette party, freaking making bouquets, all of that. Like, she busted her ass. And, like, the fact that the bride can only see what went wrong is selfish and shitty but unfortunately probably pretty much the norm for a lot of mm -hmm. people who get really wrapped up in weddings and um you know it, everyone has a friend that did that like everyone has a, i i talk to my friends now who had weddings when we were like i feel like the big people who got really involved in their weddings was like when we were in our late 20s and okay. i talk to them now and they're like that didn't even matter like i can't mm -hmm. believe that i spent a year like stressing over dumb shit yep. but unfortunately it's it's kind of a rite of passage that people have to have now because of the way that our society like acts towards weddings what the weddings are like they're like instagram events now. i thought i really thought covid was going to change that i thought yeah. and i think it has for some people i think but also at the same time it like perpetuates itself now this girl who wrote in the question is like i had to fucking be through the trenches for this girl now all these people get to be through the trenches for me it's like yeah. when you watch somebody else do it you're like well it's my turn next yeah absolutely um i all that to say like your friend owes you an apology and you busted your ass for her and i would give her some time to cool down mm -hmm. i think she's projecting based yeah, on she other probably parts of the was way. like upset about something else and is projecting it on you but give her some time to calm down and then be like I thought the day was great. We all had fun. You looked beautiful. Mm -hmm. What a great time. It hurts my feelings that I spent the last year of my life. She ruined her weekend. Like bending In over quotes. backwards for yeah. you and you told me that I ruined your weekend. Like that That needs some sense talked into the friend. You know what I'm saying? Like, And mm -hmm. hopefully this is a one-off and your friend just like is being a low-key bridezilla. And that she's not just like a shitty person, but like that she probably just got so wrapped up in all the stuff that she needs a little come down to earth and totally. she realize like, wow, that was psychotic of me to say like, you ruined my weekend because you helped me out. 
Yeah. Something else went wrong with the bride this weekend that we don't know. That, that Which, she, again, yeah. if no one else knows about it, like, why should it have, I don't Nothing, know. Right, it shouldn't matter. I, I feel like we get flack for talking about weddings on this podcast a lot, but I think people talk about them a lot or, like, ask us questions because it's something that a lot of people in their 20s and 30s deal with totally. all the time. Um, and I, all of that to say, like, have a wedding, enjoy yourself, be selfish, have a party for yourself, but also realize at the same time that every other person is doing this and you can't like be so consumed with one event. I couldn't agree more. I, when I get married, all I want is that a ton of my friends are in one spot, liquored up and telling stories. Right. Like like, that's, that's baseline. I think it is a great thing. Like our wedding was great because it was so humbling to see that people traveled out to California to like celebrate with us. But I was never going to tell people, like, this is your California vacation. Like, Right, yeah. Like, enjoy I, the beach. They to came do out there like, because we were getting married and yeah. I asked them to. Right. And that was really special that people said yes and still did it. Like, I thought I, it was really special that Will FaceTimed me yeah. on your, uh, the night of your wedding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in, in your hotel room. Yeah. See, actually, like, we care about you the most, Brett. Yeah. Uh, like, literally, just weren't partying, just, just watching TV. We like, were watching hey, talented hey. Mr. Ridley. <laughs> but, like... I think when you, I think the more you realize if you're the bride or groom, like, okay, we're going to do all this and it's asking a lot of our guests and wow, how blessed are we that people want to come celebrate us. Mm -hmm. The more you realize like, okay, I don't need to be a C word just because my friend ruined my breakfast or whatever that like no one remembers or cares about. Totally. Couldn't agree more. Could I, not agree I'm more. so sorry for this this person who wrote in. Like that's I agree. so frustrating. I think give it some time, you will get the apology you so deserve. Yeah, yeah. give it some time. Give her some time to come to. You know what? Her. You know what happened? We mentioned it. Uh, she brought the wrong heart seltzer. <laughs> Doy. If she had brought our friends over at Vizzy, you'd be you'd be on wedding. I mean, I don't want to call this girl out, but like, I she did say a different bridesmaid. Gotham delivered, so yeah. like not her fault. The other bridesmaids' fault, Correct. obviously. This one, she would have known that if Vizzy's entered the equation, none of this would have happened. She also said she even drank some of them, so that's why she was pissed. The bride was pissed. She drank some of the other ones. Vizzy has been in my fridge all summer, on my patio, on a boat. It's been on the golf course with me. Vizzy's been arguably my my second closest friend this summer. Wow. Caroline's she's she's number one. She's but, number one. Okay. Yeah, she's number That's one. That's nice. But Vizzy's number two, pretty much. Wow. Vizzy's you been over Randy? Vizzy's been on my patio with me. Randy's Randy hasn't okay yet. With that. Yeah. Randy's helping me fix stuff. We'll talk about shower thoughts. Hold on. Okay. We'll, that'll that'll come later. Uh but Vizzy's just been with me every step of the way. And you know why? Because it's an easy choice to drink Vizzy, because it's the only hard seltzer with antioxidant vitamin C, like we mentioned before, and superfruit acerola. It's delicious. And I've been, I think, through all 16 flavors now, Sally. And I, I could probably give you a ranking 1 to 16. I won't do that in this ad read. I but would I like to see it, though. I, lemonades, I think, are 1 through 4. Okay. Okay. Um, I did a Vizimosa mm-hmm. the other weekend. Did you Have you done an Acerola Spritz? I have not done the Acerola. Fuck. Excuse, shoot. Excuse, sorry, Vizzy. I have not done the Acerola Spritz yet. Yeah, they're delightful. Absolutely need, I need, I forgot to ask Will about that. Yeah. I need to do that. 
But there are plenty of hard seltzers to choose from. But with this bold and delicious dual fruit flavors, Vizzy makes the choice a little easier because it's a lot tastier. Vizzy, you can enjoy refreshment. Now with the antioxidant vitamin C, like we said, and at 5% alcohol by volume and 100 calories, less than one gram of real cane sugar per can. Every sip of Vizzy is more exhilarating than the last. Upgrade your hard seltzer to Vizzy while we still have some summer and warm weather left. You just still drink in the fall too. Shoot, winter. I don't. We'll find some some ways to drink Vizzy all, all year. To find out where you can purchase Vizzy, go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. And to get updates on the latest flavor drops and more, sign up for emails at VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash subscribe. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash subscribe. You must be 21 plus to buy. Sally. Speaking of alcohol. Speaking of alcohol. Hey, guys. Can we get a 2021 fall wine guide? Always looking to try something new, but we are firmly in poundable Pinot season. Saldal's opinions of paramount importance. Okay. First <laughs> well, of twun- all. Tongue twister there. Yeah. Pounding Pinot I saw Pinot this on season. the rundown. It was going to be number one, and I made you move it because I had to text my friend. So I'm just going to throw this out there. Okay. Um, my friend Alex um, is a psalm, not like a full full-blown psalm but he i think he's a level two okay I think I psalm two very solid yeah someone you and i could get tomorrow psalm two i kind of like want to do it just to have it yeah um but then i also have like friends like alex mm-hmm. who i'm like okay well let me just like get his opinion you. i'm also my friend holly so i have two friends who do it but my friend okay. alex has an instagram he takes pictures of the wine he says what it is like kind of the tasting notes what the price point is, what you can pair it with, when it's good to drink, etc. Yeah. His Instagram at is at Cernock Sellers. So Cernock is spelled C E R N O C H. Okay. Sellers. Cernock Sellers. Yeah, Cernock is his last name. Got we it. actually called him Cernock, so if I refer to him as that. So I texted him when I saw the question. I was like, I'm about to pimp your Instagram. It's a great Instagram. Uh, he doesn't, he was like really Following into it last up. year and I feel like he, um, he has a daughter, so like a new daughter, so he hasn't done it as much, but maybe if we all follow him, it'll give him the push he needs. Also, another great one is, um, my friend Holly and it, hers is called Brute and Bougie. Brute and Bougie. So it's Brute like champagne and Bougie. Okay. Um, that's she, up there with garlic bayoli. My yeah. Instagram account where I travel the world in search of the world's greatest garlic aioli. She also has like same exact thing. It's like really nice. Both of them um, give you just like really easy to, like to go into the grocery store, like mm-hmm. know what you're looking at, what you want, and like approachable ways. You know, digestible recommendations, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Holly will do stuff like. Kind of little like stories about like she did a whole thing about Chianti and like what things mean, which is always helpful too. So, but follow those. Um, but I texted him and I was like, I need some fall wine tracks because like fall wine. Guy. If we're being honest, um, there is like one bottle of um, Bordeaux that Will and I love at Central Market. It's like a twelve. I think it's twelve dollars. What is, is it? Because cheap. Bordeaux is the one relatively cheap wine that I can't stand. Okay, so 
I, like it's like my go-to red and I buy it like in bulk because I think it's like twelve ninety five or something. Damn. And I cannot pronounce it. It's like Chateau Chateau de Rhone. Something. Co- Co- Will, uh, the Cote de Rhone. Will that's took a, really a picture nice of it because in Central Market they had it on display and it said hard to say. Oh. Like it, because it was like the the title is hard to say the the wine and it's so will to will took a picture of it and then the guy like literally tried to call him out for like taking a picture of the display and will was like it's an inside joke with our podcast like Jeez. anyway that's my go to I will try to find a picture of it and then like post it on a story so that people know what I'm talking about it's okay. like a great cheap bottle interesting I need that because Bordeaux is. My one of my probably my second favorite wine at higher price points, yeah, and like my least favorite red at low price points, yeah. Okay, so here is what he sent me. Uh, he's he's got three, and I'm going to probably butcher some of these, so please, sir, knock, don't kill me. Okay, Chenin Blanc, shit in Blanc, Chenin. <laughs> Got it. Shinin Blanc. It's not shit and Blanc. <laughs> That's why I was surprised. I hope I'm you never pronouncing know. <laughs> these right. Shinin, like C-H-E-N-I-N. Shinin? Is that correct? Like Randy's, okay. It's not <laughs> shit and Blanc. Okay. Medium bodied white with a variety of styles. Look for yellow apples, pears, persimmons, jasmines. So you're going, you're going with a white in fall. I, yes. did, I didn't see that coming from pears you. Pairs perfectly with turkey and cranberry sauce per Alex. Oh. Uh. Perfect sipper while jamming to Volcano Girls by Veruca Salt. All right, that's like <laughs> that's just that's just a personal opinion. That's not that's not a sommelier. <laughs> well, apparently it is. He gives you the full. This one goes well jamming to Dave Matthews Band. No, he's not going to say that. So Chenin Blancs. I mean, we're not going to go all full fall reds. We can't just go full reds. I I hate to inform you, my list is all fall reds. Okay. Oh shit! I'm going to mispronounce so many of these words. I what do we got? What do we got? Similon, S E M I L L O N. Please don't come at me. Simeon. Simeon. I don't know. Do not come at me for mispronouncing these. Cernok's going to listen to this and be like, she's an idiot. A fuller bodied white, another white. Two whites. With approachable flavors that are perfect for fall. Look for lemon, grapefruit, red and yellow apples, honey drizzled figs. Whoa. White flowers. Pair with a bolder, aromatic dish. Great with candied sweet potatoes, delightful, huge fall, or itself on the couch with a cinnamon spice candle or a pumpkin spice. It it is pumpkin spice candles. I'm not going to shit on white wine in the fall because white wine is incredibly poundable. It it is the most poundable. I'm about to go get some wine after this. Okay, I have some dope wines and some dope dope white wines. I should say in my uh, my fridge right now. GSM. Do you know what GSM stands for? Uh. Isn't that a dog? That's a GSB. Oh. <laughs> okay. Grenache, Syrah, Morvedre. Monteverde? No. I, 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 oh, GSM. Boy. Okay. This is, Randy, this is not going as Sally planned. It's not, <laughs> do not make a clip out of this, like, of me trying to pronounce French words. We are, we need to get wine Twitter fired up again. <laughs> Rhone style blend. Look for raspberries, blackberries, fresh herbs, and baking spices. I love a blend, okay? Of course. On the bolder side, but still versatile, pairs well with spices and herbs like pepper and sage, perfect for a prime rib, yep. barbecue, mole, or roasted chicken. 
That's, okay. That screams fall. Like yeah, a that's a that's a fall wine for sure. Yeah, that's a fall wine. And then our favorite, a tempranillo. Yeah. Go get it. Go get a temp. That's what I um, used in my fall and Christmas sangria. Was a cheap temp from Total Wine. I love it. He actually, by the way, Cernok has a story on his Instagram from Total Wine where he like goes through Total Wine. Just it's the best stuff out. It's the only place you can talk high school football for four hours and walk home with an awesome selection of wines. Correct. Look for cherries, plums, leather, tobacco, and cedar. Leather and tobacco sounds very fall to me. Mm-hmm. Higher in alcohol, tight, and tannins, and goes great with roasted meat of any kind. Look for Crianza or Reserva on the label. Perfect for smoking a cigar and listening to Herbie Hancock on the back porch. Love that. See, I can get down with that recommendation. I'm down for all these. I'm about to literally go to Total Wine after this. Let's make that. We should do the. We'll do the mail-in fall collection on the on our our Instagram. I love it. Yeah. All right. Uh, here's my list. Ready? All in the sweet spot between 12 and 20-ish, which is where I live. Okay. Han, my favorite cheap Pinot in the, on the planet. Get it for like eight bucks in Lake Tahoe. It's like twelve ninety five here. People are catching on big time to See, Han. I'm, I'm, a, big, I'm a, a big Josh Pinot girl. That's yeah. fine. But you can't go wrong with some Josh. Even like a, a Mayomi. Uh, yep. Mayomi, very good And too. I know that that's basic. It is. But I'm fine with it. Yeah. It's like you know what you're going to get. I have a basic one on here too, um, Simi, which is like Mayomi Premium. Okay. And Bonanza, which is Camus Light. You ever have Bonanza? Mm-mm. It's by the same guy that does Camus. Oh, yeah. Yes, I, I know what Bonanza is. Um, a couple of my sneaky favorites, Bella Gloss, Gentleman's Collection, Liberty School, R, The Federalist, and Gunsight Rock are all repeat buys on my end okay also um you ever see the label r i think it's just r something really really good that's what caroline's parents have a bunch of and i love it then sneaky goes the best with fall is either behringer bros or barrel bomb bourbon aged red blends because you can do spicy you can do bold meat you can do barbecue bourbon barrel aged Red blends are unbelievable. Or tab. Okay. But I'm I'm gonna say try try something in the in a bourbon barrel for fall. That's that's probably basic too. But I'm more of a I'm more of a cab girl in the fall, I feel like. Oh, give me Pinot. Give me like flavor like the deeper berry, leather, tobacco, spice, vanilla, chocolate, like Pinot. Tabs are summery to me. Ish. See, I feel the opposite. I drink more Pinot in the summer. Really? more cab in the winter we'll have this we'll have this debate till the end of time um, uh, another thing that Cernog talks about on his instagram okay. especially if you're i just followed him yeah that this was a tip that he gave us last fall in texas that i i uh, abide to all the time okay. is that Beaujolais is actually a great wine if you are wanting a little red but it's still like 100 degrees out you mm-hmm. know and you want something a little little light keep you light on your feet keep you because because fall, for everyone else in the Northeast, like, you want to cozy up, get something, like, mm-hmm. really heavy, go for it. Like, here, we're like, well, shit, if I, like, I can't go, like, heavy red and it's 96 <laughs> degrees out, like, that's not going to work. Yeah, like, I mean. We can't even, like, start getting into the fall territory till like, late October. I know. I, it's miserable. Which is why he suggested two whites. It is, like, 62 and sunny in Saratoga every day for the next month and a half. Yeah. 
and I have to wait for it to be 62 for three days at the end of October, early November, and then it just gets weird high 50s and muggy here. The winter sucked. I think, I think for, oops, sorry, I just hit my mic. I think for me, like, that's when I, you know, I put away this, the Sauvignon Blanc mm-hmm. in summer and, like, move to the heavier stuff. Yeah. I'm but I'm you. still willing to, like, drink a white. I'll still pop open a white. I'll do crazy with it. I'll pop open a white. Like a, Why not? You, do you love a buttery shard? No. <laughs> I don't. I love a... I love a a crispy shard. I do too. I love like a Shibley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like a buttery shard. My Ugh. my mom loved a buttery, buttery shard. All People right, who love buttery shards, yeah. like my friend Haley, loves a buttery shard. Yeah. They're they're uh, like a, an archetype. Right? Oh, they're, they're their and own. They, they won't drink anything else. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. That's good for them. Mm-hmm. Oh, Shibley I, sounds nice right now. I know. Should we go have a glass of wine? I'm going to have, yeah. Randy's in. I don't know, I have a glass of wine. I don't like, I'm about to go to Total Wine after this. Um, speaking of, I'm going to shout out nakedwines.com. I just got six bottles of wine for $10. Oh, tight. Yeah. Is that a sponsor? Nope. That's just sneaky shots. Oh, okay. Uh, that's going to do it for questions today. Sally, do you have any shower thoughts? I mean, on all this, like, wine talk and fall talk, it's getting me pretty amped up, and I'm just going to, I'm going to say it. I'm I'm a basic bitch. I'm about to go to Trader Joe's and like load up on some pumpkin Let's shit. go. Let's go, Sally. Last year when I was pregnant when this happened and it mm-hmm. was like September, I was like, I don't give a shit. I'm getting everything pumpkin. And mm-hmm. I like bought every single thing they had. Oh. The pumpkin I love, cinnamon I, yeah. rolls are unmatched. I might have to do the same thing. And the little like the little um they're they're like the I think they're called hold the cone or something like that, but it's like a little cone with like a little bit of ice cream in it. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. They have a pumpkin flavor and it, and Ooh. then it like the inside has white chocolate. It is so good. My favorite pumpkin thing, is, besides pumpkin bread, which is up there, pumpkin bread is a top tier. Pumpkin bread, consistent basis. The Wollaston's Cafe at Northeastern has a pumpkin muffin that is my favorite. Arguably my favorite bite of food in existence. I'm not even like, I don't, I'm not going to feel bad about being basic for liking pumpkin because I will straight up eat pumpkin year round. Yeah. I, I, I used to. I would pumpkin, pumpkin pie muffin. is like in my top three pies. Mm-hmm. A little pumpkin, pumpkin pecan. What What Ooh. are your, to- actually that's my shower thought. What are your top three pies? Uh, top three pies. Chocolate that my grandma makes. Mm-hmm. Pumpkin. And... Uh, Blueberry or apple, three A three B, I can't. I both are the same to me. But okay. they're my they're my third choice on the pumpkin tray or on the uh, pie tray, pie rack. I can't really like rank these, but I think I'm gonna go pumpkin, blueberry. Actually, probably number one is key lime. Ooh, I I don't think I've ever had a piece of key lime pie. Are you serious? Yeah. No, I swear. It's, it's just so not a northern thing. Oh my gosh, my like, pa- my grandparents have a house in Florida, and when we would go visit, there's one grocery store that makes amazing key lime pie, like the mm-hmm. local place. And <laughs> Will and I went, this is like years ago, I bought one at the beginning of the trip, we ate the whole thing, then I bought another one, and we had to leave, and I took it to go with us and like ate half of a pie on the plate. Oh my God. <laughs> like a half, <laughs> like gave myself diabetes. It was so oh good. Oh my though. God. I have, you know what I've had is a, a lemon meringue pie. Uh-huh. I feel like that's kind of you get the, a similar vibe to that, right? But like, but key lime usually has a graham cracker crust. I fucked with that. Yeah, it's real fucking good. Oh, well, now we're gonna go get a bunch of wine and pie. Yeah. After this, what's your shower thought? 
Uh, how much can I get away with in my apartment in terms of construction? For example, I'm going to switch out a light fixture. Yeah, that's fine. And hardwire a new light fixture. Okay. You think that's okay? Yeah. Like if you talk to any interior designer, a lot of people will be like, if you're renting a place, the best way to like upgrade it without having, because you obviously can't like knock down walls. Correct. Is like changing the hardware on the cabinets, like changing the light fixtures. Oh, heck yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. A lot of people, like my Joyce, who was on um, Will's podcast, Sunday mm-hmm. Scaries, my friend Joyce Pickens, who is an interior designer. Shouts. She's like, that's the best way. To like elevate a space mm-hmm. is to like change from like the cheap, like brushed metal, you know, yeah, like cabinet hardware and change the light fixtures and, d- you know, do some work to it. Paint if you want. I've I've had that thought. I want to paint an accent wall. Yeah, paint an accent wall and just cover it back up before I would move. Type of thing. I mean, you can ask them. That yeah. Most of them will want you to repaint it like probably white. Yeah. Whatever Some their color is. Care. Like, yeah, it's technically my lease that I can't paint walls, but like I feel like you could probably get away with it. Yeah, I mean, if you paint it white again, who's going to know? I'm going to paint the wall that I want to paint. Do it. When we when we moved in, and ours is obviously owned by like a guy yeah. and not like a leasing company, uh, the guy before us had painted, and he was like, I can paint it back if y'all want. And I was like, no, I like it. Yeah. So. I love it. You know what? Randy's coming over. We're doing some electrical work. Um, cause I'm putting in track lights above yeah. my dining room table. Yeah. I think it'll look pretty cool, but I was just, I'm going to have to drill into the, I'm going to have to drill into the drywall a little bit. Okay. We'll see how that goes. Well, that'll do it for the mail-in podcast. You have fun, Sally? I had a great time. Went on a little long today too. Shouts. Um, no, we're real good. Talk, talkative about stretching. And <laughs> uh, hit us with a subscribe on iTunes. Give us a rating at five stars, ideally. Maybe a review. Tell a friend about the podcast. Hit the hotline number, 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio, at Podcast. Sally, where can the people find you? Sally DeFries on Instagram and Twitter. Boom. That'll do it. Randy, thank you. We will see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye.